Sheila Jackson Lee. Stands on the basis of facts. There is no doubt that we have been impacted. That DNA in the trans, uh, the trajectory of slavery to today. For example, at COVID, uh, black African-Americans got COVID at a rate nearly one and a half times higher than that of white people. Because they're black. Are there any other contributing factors? Uh, is there obesity? Is there diabetes, both of which are contributors, contributing factors to being affected by respiratory viruses, especially that which we are told to call SARS-CoV-2? Could it be that? Uh, to this, this is NBC News. Correspondent Dr. John Torres joins us now. You know, Dr. John, a lot of parents are so concerned about this. If it's not one, it's the other they're worried about. So, frankly, why does RSV specifically hit some kids so hard? And then it seems like it almost doesn't affect others. And that doctor will go on to say, we don't know. We, just, we don't know. The record number of RSV cases amongst kids that is actually affecting hospital beds that COVID never did is absolutely tied to the mRNA injections. Easily, easily mapped from the um, World Economic Forum get-together. The Indonesian health minister, Budai Gunadi Sadikin, he has thoughts. So let's have a digital health certificate acknowledged by WHO if you have been vaccinated or tested properly, then you can move around. But if not, not. And this, this is a word some of you will recognize. I wouldn't have. Gesundheit Spaß. Want to hear it again? Gesundheit Spaß. Yeah, it's after the German. It's a little phrase that comes from a time in history that we're never supposed to make comparisons about because that would be, well, accurate. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America... Here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. Sorry if that music came in a little hot. Appreciate Soda Weight Loss, sodaweightloss.com, all they do for people, and with the program. Last week, we had a woman named Stacy on our program. In all likelihoods, her, her husband was not, not just killed, didn't just die, but in my judgment was murdered uh, by hospital officials taking orders. And if you heard the uh, the discussion with Stacy, it's chilling. And now I've come to know, and I've already known this, but now it's personal. So many people sharing their stories with us. Our loved ones also went into the hospital. They also found themselves sedated against their will. They were also injected with remdesivir. I'll never say that word the right way. They were also forced to be ventilated when they didn't need to be given their blood oxygen levels just like happened to Stacy's husband as she told us I'll let you know this that this program uh, has led to Stacy apparently um, having now legal representation this according to some lawyers who will have them on the show heard about Stacy on this program so there is going to be justice. The Remdesivir does not have an emergency youth authorization around which they can hide or behind which they can hide. It's going to be difficult perhaps to go at the hospitals, but they're going to. So for anyone who thought maybe going into 2023, we can stop talking about the COVID flu. Uh, I have to tell you, 
the mRNA injections and the infrastructure that they built under cover of COVID is here to stay. And the fight that we will have in our lifetime is going to be a fight against them using this to turn the final corner into tyranny. That's the design. And it's self-evident, given what the figurehead had to say through a statement, an auto pen, as it were, in relation to this call for a now strong so-called testing vaccine passport. In other words, a, a health pass. A health pass. Gesundheit Spaß. Yeah, you want to know one way? No, this is true. You want to know a way to fight off disease? Uh, Well, to fight off, uh, I mean, ill health. Incidentally, um, this is is another thing they didn't talk about. There was the discussion of vitamin D, which has had doctors sued for discussing the use of vitamin D. They got sued for that or for for other measures. But you know what's never, never a part of this discussion is, is, is making sure that you keep yourself in great hygiene. It's never part of this. <laughs> There's a reason that the world has become far more healthy in most ways. And a lot of it has to do with hygiene, sleep and hygiene. And there you go. There's this nexus point, sleep and hygiene. You, know, you have Mike Lindell, who for a good long time based his company out of Minnesota. And thank you for the people who caught me saying Michigan, slap me, out of Minnesota, has now made the turn into producing towels. And this makes perfect sense from sleep to hygiene and from a fabric to a fabric. I have the towels, they're extraordinarily absorbent, uh, they're soft. And my favorite thing about them is I can use them three times. Hang them up, they air dry, and they are not the least bit. You can't tell they've been used. Some towels feel kind of munchy after that. Not not my pillows towels. So you get a very, very special deal on these right now. You can wrap yourself in these towels after your shower, your bath. You get a six-piece towel set, regularly $89.98 for only $39.98 at MyPillow.com slash Herman. Use promo code Herman, and there you'll find deep discounts on all MyPillow products. You get your six-piece MyPillow towel set for only $39.98. Shop MyPillow.com slash Herman, promo code Herman. That's MyPillow.com slash Herman, promo code Herman. And that will get you special deals on a lot of stuff at MyPillow.com slash Herman. So use the promo code Herman. So when, the, um, when this meeting occurred... The new Davos, the new G20, the World Economic Forum. Uh, When it occurred, there had been some data that had come out that somehow didn't make it into the Mockingbird media rounds. There's this. In response to the COVID flu, ethical skeptic, who is perhaps the best systems thinker in the world and systems analyst and and systems data analyst, um, former naval intelligence. Uh, Ethical has been tracking the number of people killed by the response to the COVID flu. Not, Not the flu, responses to it. The total number now is 975,530 from non-natural deaths, from denial of treatment, and all these sudden deaths, these sudden deaths have died suddenly. 975,530. Incidentally, the American Civil War took the lives of 618,200. World War II took the lives of 406,399. But yet, this is not population control. This is not psychotic. In every other instance, when the government gets new information, when they've made mistakes and drastic mistakes, they change course. 
Once again, I'll quote Chris Bray, great, great, great blog on Substack called Tell Me How It Ends. Chris is, Chris is so gifted. Lord has, has just gifted him with explaining things this way. He's talking about his small city in California, his small town. For some reason, he still abuses himself by living in California, which is what Rush God Rush seems to say about me in Seattle. So I get it. It's home. He tells a story about people getting panicky about fires in California, which makes a certain degree of sense. So someone goes in their backyard and they grill and it produces some smoke and someone panics and they call 911 and they send out engines from four different firehouses. And they're in the neighborhood for all of 16 minutes and then they reply back, there's nothing here. So we're leaving. That's the way of things once you make a mistake. Okay, it was drastic. We sent four engines, but better safe than sorry. That never happened in the COVID flu response because it was never designed to happen. So if it didn't happen then, what is to make us think they're going to stop this nonsense now? They're not. They are doubling and tripling down on this nonsense. Which leads Sheila Jackson Lee to say the things that she said, which are utterly, utterly insipid and they're insulting. And if you want to talk about dangerous, okay, let's talk about dangerous. Not telling black people why, they're, why they are more at risk let me say it the better way. Not telling black people why they may be more at risk for upper respiratory viruses like this. You want to talk about dangerous? Let's talk about dangerous. Stands on the basis of facts. There is no doubt that we have been impacted. That DNA in the trans, uh, the trajectory of slavery to today. For example, at COVID, uh, black African-Americans got COVID at a rate nearly one and a half times higher than that of white people are hospitalized at a rate nearly four times higher and three times likely to die. COVID hit us very desperately. Interestingly, a recent peer-reviewed study from Harvard Medical School, Harvard Medical School, suggests that reparations for African-Americans could have cut COVID-19 transmission and infection rates both among blacks and the population. And it's a ridiculous study. I don't even need to read it. Because it contends to indicate what people would have done with the money. You give people a bunch of money, do they say, hey, you know what? I'm going to cut unwanted fat from my body. Uh, I'm going to make an effort to get rid of type 2 diabetes. I'm going to give up smoking. I'm going to give up drinking. I'm going to undertake to increase my cardiovascular health. You can't control people this way. So I guarantee that study from Harvard is filled with all sorts of assumptions that way. That's not a study. That's a, that's a modeling exercise. It's peer-reviewed modeling. It can't be a study because reparations haven't happened. So it can't be a study. The gargantuan level of this lie leads me to this. The, this how would I say this? They are the lie. They, they have become the lie. They can no longer walk in light. In truth, I mean, obviously the Lord can rescue them from this. Obviously, well, not obviously, it's less obvious. We're supposed to pray for these people. I find that so difficult. I don't do it. I don't. I'll confess to you. I don't sit around praying for these people. I don't love my enemy sometimes. I don't love Sheila Jackson Lee for saying things like that. But then again, Sheila Jackson Lee is simply an instrument. She's hostage. And I got to remind myself, if the Lord Jesus were here, he'd hear her say that and say, let me tell you about my father in heaven. I'm not not to put words in his mouth, but he wouldn't want to be entertaining that. Not for any length of time, he'd be wanting to talk about salvation. But these people have become the lie. So when you have these deaths, And you have them adding up this way like ethical skeptic. And there's no name for this. SADS, sudden sudden adult death syndrome. They tried that. No one buys it. It's like this shooting in Colorado. So there was a shooting at an LGB so-called TQ nightclub. And people were murdered and brave people stood up and they stopped the suspect. And he was in there with a long gun. And of course, of course... One, one, it's not even an hour 
And we're finding out about the guy's criminal history. He never should have been out. Stephen Miller provided this information on this guy Friday afternoon. This is, this is what he did before this shooting. Friday afternoon around 2 p.m., deputies with the El Paso County Sheriff's uh, offices responded to reports of a bomb threat on Rubicon Drive in the Lorson Ranch neighborhood just south of Colorado Springs Airport. The suspect, 21-year-old Anderson Lee Aldrich, refused to comply with deputies' orders to surrender. It was reported to the Sheriff's office that he had homemade bomb, multiple weapons, and ammunition. A tactical unit, which includes a regional explosives unit, was called in. Around 10 homes were evacuated in the surrounding area, while an emergency text notification sent out homes sent out to homes within a quarter mile radius. Around 6 p.m., suspect was finally taken into custody. They didn't find any explosive devices. This guy was involved in that and allowed to go do this because he was not, not locked up. But that will be labeled gun violence. They're already, and this is so insulting. Now, the, insult, the, the authorities are trying to figure out if this is a hate crime. Guys, I have to tell you, if you walk into a club filled with human beings and you start shooting them, you hate them. It, it, it doesn't need to be because they are L, G, B, or, or have been conned into thinking they're T. It doesn't need to be that. It could be any number of reasons, and it goes down to a sin problem and, and a terrible sin problem, and that deserves attention. But how about the 975,000 deaths? Are we going to look into whether these are hate crimes? Because they've been perpetrated against people on a massive basis. And I'm so sorry if this is uncomfortable for people, but it aligns with groups who want there to be no more than 500 million people. You have, that that means to eliminate 650 billion people. That's what that means. And it aligns to all this. Is that a hate crime? Love thy neighbor as thyself. Is that being displayed? Get this. COVID-19 so-called emergency rules have been amended in the state of Colorado to include RSV, influenza, and other respiratory illnesses. Now, the flu, influenza, is a reason for an emergency order. RSV is a reason for an emergency order. And you've heard this program detail time and time again how the mRNA injections are destroying the immune systems of people. You've heard it from me. You've heard it from experts. You've heard it from news reports when agencies have actually broken ranks and admitted this. You've heard it from government agencies warning about it. Well, there might be some chance. Is that a hate crime? This is NBC News. And they are talking here about RSV, which is a respiratory virus that they were trying when they were trying to pretend kids were dying from the COVID flu, they used RSV. And there are kids who have pre-existing conditions wherein they are very, very sick. And they get something like RSV and it can attack them. And they were call, trying to call this COVID back when everything was COVID. And NBC News wants parents to be panicked about this. So they get a doctor on. And you know what's the scariest thing for people to hear from, you know, big time so-called expert doctors? I don't know. That's, that's the scariest thing. How can, how, how can we protect our kids? We don't know. Why are some kids getting it and others? We don't know. Now, if this doctor was being honest... That would be one thing. And perhaps he's simply not informed. Perhaps he spends more time on TV than reading or being informed about what's actually going on with the immune system of kids. So there is that possibility. Perhaps he's been sucked into the lie. By the way, 
is it making sense to anyone else that when you when you when you refuse to recognize the Lord, you refuse to recognize God, you refuse to spend time in His Word, you refuse then to, well you can't abide because you don't know what it is because you're not in the Word, therefore you can't abide, or you have purchased in your mind. You've been sold off into cultural Christianity, or uh, we call it morally therapeutic theism. And you hold that in your mind as, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I believe in God, yeah. I mean, but there's lots of ways to get to heaven, and he doesn't really have any opinion on on gay marriage. And I heard from Ted Lou that uh, the Bible doesn't even talk about homosexuality, or that, rather that Jesus never addressed it, and so therefore it wasn't important. And and obviously, obviously, Jesus would have worn a mask and, and been injected and told other people to get injected. Plus, he'd use confiscatory taxes when people put that in their minds and they're walking around and they think, oh, I'm, I'm good, solid spiritual grounding. How is it that they can see lies in other areas? How, how is it not that at that point, the enemy could just run rampant in their minds and tell them, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when you injected kids uh, with this injection that couldn't help them, but is harming them, you, you, you're a good person. It's, you're not the worst person. We'll get to this NBC News thing here. And, oh yeah, I will give you the translation of that pass. It's a friendly sounding word. Gesundheit Spaß. Okay, so by the time you're hearing this, you're going to have about five weeks left in this year. When the new Congress comes along, now the Democrats are going to try to do a bunch of stuff in the lame duck session. We know that, right? Uh, and they're going to try to get a bunch of nonsense passed and, and poisonous things to the society. And Mitt Romney will be there to help them. He'll, he'll, he'll help them with that. He already has. So as Lisa Murkowski and Rob Portman and all the usual turncoats have already helped them with that under color of, 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 of caring, by the way. So it's going to be chaotic. It's going to get further chaotic. And incidentally, as well, if this second cryptocurrency thing crashes. And Zach Abraham told us last week, he can't see how it doesn't crash. Man, it's going to be chaotic. So you've got about five weeks to see if your portfolio will withstand the chaos economy. Because Zach Abraham, for years, almost a decade, has been warning about, hey, you know what? They're ignoring physics. There isn't a possibility of doing what they pretend to be able to do with electric cars, given our infrastructure. Cannot happen. They're ignoring physics. They're ignoring Structural engineering. Hey, how are Teslas made? Those aren't unicorns inside there. That's copper and lithium and some other precious metals. So how is it that Tesla's stock goes sky high, but the guts of the Tesla, those elements, the price of them don't go up? Those commodities. How is that? Because they're ignoring structural engineering. They're ignoring human nature. Hey, let's raise interest rates the highest levels, but let's do it in four months. Biggest increase we've seen. And let's pretend that the housing market's not going to get destroyed. Well, that's what they're doing. It's a chaos economy. So I advise you, if you're five years from retirement, I would do it now. Pause the podcast if you have to and call Zach Abraham at 866-779-RISK. 10 years, 15 years. The, the point is, the closer you are to retirement, the more risk you're in, for that matter, if you're retired. And incidentally, you don't need to leave your, if you're working, you're 58 years of age or older and you're working, you can just transfer your 401k over. So call them at 866-779-RISK. That's 866-779-RISK or go to knowyourriskradio.com. 
Investment advice cannot be given under a client service agreement. Bower Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of Trek Financial LLC and SEC registered investment advisor. So here's NBC News, weather chat show. Correspondent Dr. John Torres joins us now. You know, Dr. John, a lot of parents are so concerned about this. If it's not one, mm-hmm. it's the other they're worried about. So frankly, why does RSV specifically hit some kids so hard? And then it seems like it almost doesn't affect others. Okay, let's start with how to be a responsible person. Here's how he could be a responsible person. He could say, well, we need to add some context to this. Let me, let me start, first of all, by adding context. And he would say, this is a disease that is affecting a very small percentage of kids right now. Okay, it's also not a new disease. This isn't, this isn't something we haven't seen before. He could do that. He could be responsible in that way. Say, hey, let's level set. This isn't a reason to panic. It's, it's not a reason to, to be pulling out your hair, but that doesn't sell NBC News. So again, her question. The correspondent, Dr. John Torres joins us now. You know, Dr. John, a lot of parents are so concerned about this. If it's not one, it's the other they're worried about. So frankly, why does RSV specifically hit some kids so hard? And then it seems like it almost doesn't affect others. You know, the vast majority of kids, by the time they reach the age of two, have been infected by RSV. But like you mentioned, not that many actually get complications from it, even less have issues with bronchiolitis or getting hospitalized so he does a good job of saying they had it but wait a minute what's what's the missing element okay so my kids had it what's the missing element in the era of disinformation from the world health organization and therefore have developed immunities to it the honest answer is we don't exactly know why that is happening but we do know there are a couple factors involved number one the younger they are if they were premature they're going to have some lung issues as well and it's a small airway disease so if they have small airway problems that can cause an issue if they're smoking in the house so if they're exposed to secondhand smoke if mom smoked while they were pregnant mm-hmm. that could also lead to more complications and more risk of having issues but overall the answer is we don't know which means that all babies need to be protected we didn't know that that a lot of we don't know we have no idea i'm sorry we do have an idea the injections destroy many people's immune systems because it deranges them because it teaches the body that the body is dangerous. Because it puts downward, non-sterilizing pressure on the COVID. The rest of it's fine. It, it mutates, will continue to mutate. It could be mutating into RSV type mixes, mutts. What we do know is that the more you've been injected, the more likely you are to end up with something like this. No, we don't know. So give the doctor the hand for at least adding some context to this. But none of what the doctor says indicates that we should be following down this road. Again, this is the the Indonesian health minister. And he's at this event where where the figurehead was was located. And he participated with the goofy uh, shirts and everything. And the Indonesian health minister has ideas for how the rest of the world should be interacting with the COVID flu. He wants us to have a, well, I'll I'll give you the German phrase for it. Well, you've heard it enough, right? I don't want to fatigue you with that. But he wants us to travel, but only at the permission of the authorities. He would be one of the authorities. Have a digital health certificate acknowledged by WHO if you have been vaccinated or tested properly, then you can move around. So for the next pandemic, instead of stopping the movement of the people 100%, which clogged the economy globally, you know, you can still provide some movement of the people. Indonesia has achieved, G20 country has agreed to have this digital certificate using WHO standard, and we will submit into the next the uh, World Health Assembly in Geneva as the revision to international health regulation. Well, they did that. They put it into a statement, and guess who signed on? The figurehead. The figurehead's people released a statement on Wednesday stating outright that the current regime, this is from the post-millennial, there's a link in the show notes, 
was dedicated to declarations made by so-called leaders at the G20 conference that would see an increased use of COVID-19 digital identification. But wait, it's not COVID-19. He said the next pandemic. It's not about health. Under the 23rd section of the statement, the White House says that it acknowledges the importance of shared technical standards and verification methods and statistically and, and specifically states that it would seek to build on the, quote, success of existing standards and COVID-19 digital certificates. This is why I will never let this go. We will never stop talking about this PSYOP. We will never stop talking about the murders. We'll never stop talking to women like Stacy. We'll never stop talking to doctors who are willing to tell the truth, like Christiane Northrup. We'll never stop talking to truth tellers downline in the healthcare system, way downline, like John O'Looney, the funeral director with whom we spoke. We're never going to stop because they're never going to stop. So we're never supposed to make this comparison because it's wrong or it's, it's, it's overwrought or it's, it's extremism. Do you remember back when Jewish people were just spreading disease? Just everywhere they went, just giving people tuberculosis and, and other stuff. And they were just filthy people. Well, they weren't, of course. But that was why the health passports. Gesundheit Spaß was created. It was an issue of health. Gesundheit Spaß. Was looking up for the health of people. Do people with the COVID injections, do they not spread the disease? No, they spread it more often. <laughs> Are they safe from it? No, they're less safe. Were the Jewish people spreading disease in Europe? No. Was there a health passport? Yes. Was it used for unbelievably evil reasons? Yes. Without a doubt, some of the most evil in the world. It was used to murder people in mass. But but we would but but people would never do that again. We're far more look, we've got TV and we've got the internet and we've got smartphones and Google. And we've got all those, uh, like, you know, we've got fans you can wrap around your neck and walk around with. I mean, we've got cars that, that drive themselves. We could never, so there could never come a time where people who live in the lie, who've become the lie, who turn their back on God completely, who, who believe that they themselves are gods. They could never convince themselves about the morally superior position of eliminating 6.5 billion people. That could never happen. We've got translators where you can plug a word in and hear it in any language. That could never happen because now we're smart. We've, these, do you understand that these people have gone straight up to the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and eaten from it every single fruit? How could they not? Be the most brilliant amongst us. How could they not? When you can't see truth, you become stupid. When you can't see, that that lake just froze. Hey, wait, wait, what are you doing? I'm, I'm going to walk on the lake. Hold on. What are you talking about? I can still see open water in the middle of the lake. No, no, it's safe. No, this is a freshly frozen lake. The, the ice is not intact. It won't have any back pressure. Once you stand on it, you get out there to the edge, you're going to fall in. No, no, it's, that's, that, that hole out there is fine. That's, that hole's a long ways away. I'm just going to walk until I can see it. When you can't see truth, you become stupid. Well, that, that's, wait, you're not going to touch that thing, are you? You just put that in the fire. Yeah, but it's not red hot anymore. Now it's white hot. White hot's hotter. No, that's why we say red hots. There's no such thing as white hot. It's ice because ice is white. When you can't see the truth, when you turn your back on truth, how, how easy is it is to get wrapped up in lies? 
And I watch. I am watching the lies develop in areas outside of the COVID flu. I'm watching as Justin Trudeau and the new prime minister of England sit down and perform for us a little, uh, a little play. This is staged like they're just hanging out together. They're just in a room and they're just calling Zelensky just because it's two, you know, it's two bros. Then they're calling a third bro, but there happen to be cameras there to film two bros calling a third bro. Prime Minister Trudeau, Prime Minister Sunak, President Zelensky, please go ahead, you're online. Hello, Vladimir. It's Rishi and Justin. I really wanted you bros, to hear from Rishi us and as friends. We absolutely friends. know how difficult yesterday was. It was horrific for you and your country, and we have called it out in the session that we've just had uh, and on the media here this morning. And we made that point loud and clear wow. uh, to, the, to everyone who was here that what your country had to live through yesterday was unacceptable and represented uh, yet more. And uh, in, in, at the same time, uh, we, we applaud what China's doing uh, with health passports. Uh, we applaud that, and we think that's um, um, it's uh, it's shiny and good. Uh, the Uyghur people are bothersome, uh, you know. What uh, well, I mean, the, the hair is useful for something. That's the bros putting on a play for us. We're not confronting China and what China is doing in death camps. <laughs> We're not confronting China and what it's done to its own population where they're locking people away because of the COVID flu. They're locking them in storage trailers because of the COVID flu. But, oh, I mean, what's to be done? What's to be done? And when people live in the lies, they cannot see the truth. Uh, this is from Europe. Well, first, let me start with... Another piece of this Klaus Schwab. Klaus Schwab. We start with this. Just one more piece from Klaus. Politically, the driving forces for this political transformation, of course, is the transition into a multipolar world, which has a tendency to make our world much more fragmented. And for these reasons, events like this one, the G20, and so on, are the very important connectors to avoid a too great segmentation. Mm -hmm. Too great segmentation, because they flew there in 400 private jets. They stayed at a luxury resort. They have armed security. They have food supplies. They're never going to starve. They have backup generator after backup generator because the White House ain't going to go out of power. Nor is where the prime minister lives or the kings, the sultans, the health ministers of Indonesia. But yes, let's not have a gulf. And then this. This is from Reuters. It's an exclusive. Germany steps up emergency cash plans to cope in blackout. Huh. Donald Trump warned them, you get reliant on Russia for fuel, you're going to put yourself in a bad position. The World Economic Forum two years ago said, that's going to be a long, dark winter. And what do we have? We have a long, dark winter all over the globe. You have energy, you have green energy collapsing from Powerline blog, John Hinderacker. Wind energy is supposed to step in and play a key role in supplying Germany with energy as other sources get cut off, but that too is not going to plan. German government aims to solve the country's massive energy woes by doubling wind energy output over the next decade or so. But wind parks just aren't getting built. And orders are collapsing sharply, falling by more than a third in the third quarter, a Siemens gamius year-on-year study shows. 
Blackout news sites, incalculable record raw material prices and supply chain problems, and a lack of profitability. Companies like Nordex are closing plants in Germany and moving production offshores to places like China. The unplanned lack of wind energy expansion is in combination with the massive supply stop of Russian gas is acting to further compound German, the German government's problems as it struggles to keep the country supplied with energy. The unplanned wind energy expansion? You can't plan the wind! You cannot plan the wind! France had said, hey, let's, you know, all those nuclear reactors we have, let's get rid of those. When you are the lie, you can't see the truth. When you're the lie. And we're going to talk about this on Wednesday, including a note from a a, a listener who's been, in his mind, and in his experience, and I don't have any reason to doubt him, has been truly, truly helped by uh, psychotropic antidepressants. I have no reason to doubt him. But there's this. Amid the Adderall shortage, people with ADHD face withdrawal without medical, without medication. Patients are wondering what comes next. Yes, that's frightening. I can tell you right now. Because our daughters on antidepressants and anti-anxiety meds, well, one of the many, many big mistakes I made as a parent. I can tell you it's a scary thing when those drugs aren't available. Oh, and but it's only for a small number of people, right? Right? No. Want to know how many people in the United States of America are on psychiatric drugs? Are you ready for the number? What's the U.S. population? Here's the number. 76,900, pardon me, 76,940,157. 418,000 of them are below the age of five or five years and younger. For the smartest people in the world to be this stupid is astonishing. Where are those drugs made? Well, largely in China. Now, have we answered our own question about, hey, how come, how come, how come no president aside from Trump will go go at China. Do you think they have some leverage? Like when Russia said to Germany, oh, you want to help the, uh, the NATO countries? Okay, that's fine. We'll just not get you any, uh, any natural gas or petroleum. Cool. Well, when China comes to us and says, yeah, we decided to stop making antidepressants and anti-anxiety and, and ADHD drugs at all, we're not going to do it anymore. We're going to default on the contracts. And all of a sudden, people don't have the drugs. When you turn your back on God and you refuse to recognize his truth, he is truth, you, you, you end up unable to see truth. Which is why I'd like us to spend a lot of time being thankful that we're able to see truth. And thankful for Thanksgiving. You know, I just spoke about the challenges of being a father and a great big mistake I have made. There is a story that I tell around Thanksgiving that people often ask me to repeat. And it's a story of my grandfather. My grandfather dropped out of school in the ninth grade. And somehow, well, not somehow, through hard work and honesty and being a friendly man, and being a dedicated worker and a good friend to everybody. I don't think he ever met an enemy. No, let me say it this way. I don't think my grandpa ever met a stranger. No, that's true. My grandpa never met a stranger. And through that, he became a very successful man. He was at Gray Bar Electric for his entire career. He retired. He got an actual gold watch. He got to meet the president of Graybar. It was a huge day for my grandfather. When I first went to New York City, one of the places I made a beeline for was the was the uh, was the um, Graybar Electric headquarters in New York City. And I went there. I found the building. My grandpa used to have these little stickers that had his name and phone number on them. It, it was his marketing genius. 
He was a, he was a salesman. And he would put those everywhere. Hey, if you need resupply, call, call, you know, have his number. He had his nickname on him. His nickname was Half Moon. And there are two different stories. There's the official version and the unofficial version as to why Grandpa was called Half Moon. The unofficial version is the true one. It happened in hunting camp. The official version is far more uh, sedate. And so I, I took one of those stickers in there and I made my way over to the to great big oil painting of the founder of Gray Bar and I did a bad thing. I took my grandpa's sticker and I placed it where no one could see it. I placed it right up under the, uh, the lip of the painting and I, with the early days of smartphones, I had uh, a Microsoft phone because I was working at the soft at the time. I took a picture of it and, and later got it printed out and gave it to my grandpa for Father's Day. To let him know that his sticker was in New York City behind the oil painting of the founder of, of Gray Bar, which allowed my, my grandfather to put three, no, four kids through college. Allowed him to give us college savings funds, us grandkids and and whole life insurance. And Grandpa was always thinking that way because he was a depression era guy. And when grandpa began aging, I mean, he was always aging, but when he took a turn and his kidneys were affected and he was on dialysis, um, he got, he, he became demented. This is why I don't think dementia is funny. One of the reasons this is a human thing and why I make fun of the media for pretending Biden isn't demented. But my grandfather, in all due respect to the figurehead, my grandfather was far, far, far further along. In one form of dementia. Now, he still thought very clearly, but he couldn't speak. And my grandpa spent his life speaking. Through his friendliness and hard work, he became, uh, he got on the board of a bank. He helped fund a utility and ended up being on their bank, this ninth grade dropout. And he never told anybody that. On the board of a bank because he was respected because he was respectable. And Grandpa had a catchphrase. He used to say, oh, you know, we'll go out hunting again, Toto. Oh, you betcha. Hey, Grandpa, can I come out to the cabin? Uh, I know it's short notice. I'll, I'll turn the power on and clean it up and take it off, make sure it's good and locked and tight. You betcha you can. You go out and enjoy that cabin. That's for family. And you betcha you can use the boat. But Toto, you clean everything. I will, Grandpa. When he was near death... Well, in fact, before that, um, before he went into the care facility, he was still in the retirement home. The only words my grandpa could speak were, you betcha. That's it. He couldn't say anything else. So we'd sit in the front room, he and his wife, my grandma and he, and we would visit. And I would just try not to notice that the only thing grandpa could say was, you betcha. And he got pretty good at you betchas. <laughs> you betcha. <laughs> you betcha. And when I explained things to him about what was going on, I could see he was completely tracking me. He just couldn't say the words. And then finally, he had to go into the place where he would die. And our daughter was born about a month before, a little, uh, no, it's longer than that. It's a couple months before Thanksgiving. And we drove over for Thanksgiving because my grandfather was expected to meet his end on this earth. So we drove over and it was incredibly snowy. It was one of those times in the Spokane area where there was, it felt like four feet of snow and we had a little one and we pulled into the care facility. And of course you've been there when you bring a little baby into a care facility and people flock to you and they want to see the baby. And we did that. And then I found my grandfather's room and I knocked on the door. You betcha. We opened the door and my, my confused grandpa was seated on the edge of his bed with his pants around his ankles and uh, his, um, as he would have said, his knickers down. And my wife started to come in. She said, oh, I'll come back. I'll come back. And I went in and got my grandpa up. And that man who used to change my diapers <laughs> and that man who helped teach me to use the potty, I took him to the bathroom. He used the bathroom and then I cleaned him. It's a very uncomfortable feeling, but also a very well intimate feeling 
And I was joking with him. Oh, Grandpa, how many times did you do this to me? How many times did you have to change my diapers, Grandpa? I bet they were messier. Oh, you, you betcha. You betcha. And I took him back over to his bed and he sat down and I went and got my wife and daughter and they came back in and Grandpa stood. And my wife said, no, no, you don't have to stand up. But no, 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 there's a lady in the room. There's a lady. I will stand. Then he sat down and I told him my daughter's name. I handed her to him. He said, oh, 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 you betcha. You betcha. I said, and he had a daughter. His youngest child was a daughter. I said, Grandpa, does this remind you of anybody? And he said, he looked me in the eye and said, you betcha. You betcha. I said my aunt's name and he said, you betcha. You betcha. And finally it was time I felt to go. In fact, the nurse came in and said, you're going to have dinner soon. So he kissed my daughter. He stood and he embraced my wife. And then I walked him down to dinner. And I wasn't going to eat that night because it already had Thanksgiving meal, but uh, I had pie with my grandfather. And we sat at that table. And we sat and we ate pie. He loved pie. Grandpa, how's the pie? <laughs> you betcha. And then I told him, I said, you taught me to work. Do you know that, that you taught me to work? You betcha. And you taught me how to be a gentleman. You know that, right? You betcha. Well, Grandpa, I may not see you again. I want, to, I want you to know it's been an honor and that I love you and that I, I hope that you will be with God. You betcha. Otto. <laughs> Last time I heard my nickname from a grandpa. Thank you, Lord, for in that Thanksgiving making sure that though she might not remember it, I remember my grandfather getting to see my little girl, the only, only grandfather I ever really knew. It is time for that sort of gratitude. Let's be grateful that the Lord allows us to walk in the light, for God is light, and in Him there is no darkness at all. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind, and be abiding, standing on the foundation of truth. And that is the Word of God. 